gentlemen, welcome back to the BS Live Pre-Fight Checklist Season 2, Episode 7. This is going to be a glorious celebrating the one-year anniversary, and we to commemorate this, we have a newcomer on board, which is Olivia. Olivia, tell me, how are you doing today? And, you know, a little introduction about yourself. Hi, Trevor. I am doing great. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Olivia. I am currently a NASA Deputy Project Manager, and I am going to be the Vice President of the team next year. Yep, and I'm getting ready on my sign-off to my sunset and my magical pony and riding off to the sunset as I, you know, say salut, I don't know, salutations, salutations is greetings, but you know, we'll get there. I think it's the word you're looking for. And Colin, how are you doing today? I know you've been on the podcast in the past, but how are you on this glorious, I guess, Easter Sunday when we were recording this? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, Trevor. I'm doing fantastic. All righty. That is good to hear. I know to celebrate this, we've been doing this for one whole year from pandemic and we're still in a pandemic. Who would have thought we would be here right now celebrating one year anniversary of the BSLI pre-fight checklist? I didn't even think we were going to get here. I thought it was like saying, oh, we're going to be back to normal. Podcast would be on the little on the back burner, but it stayed around and relevant, had some, you know, times it was quiet, but then it starts picking up again. But it just depends on like some of my moods or how much stuff I got going on the school week. But I want to go to the very first question to ask you both. What was your favorite BSLI pre-fight checklist episode? I'm going to go to Colin. Which was your favorite? The Spooktacular, the Halloween episode. Oh, that, that was I love that one. one. I love the intro for that one. I, I just found it off the internet. I was like saying, I need something like Halloween theme, but turned into like a surfer Halloween. So it's like, okay, it works. Let's roll with it. And I'd have for, to agree. Mm-hmm. That one just stood out from all the rest. Oh, for sure. I think that was one of my favorite ones that I did. And then I think the Valentine's Day one where I just read poetry for like eight minutes. <laughs> That's a good one too. <laughs> Oh, that loved, was I love putting that one on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook. <laughs> I, I loved just being like, man, I'm really, I'm really putting this out today. This is a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> you know, one of these days, you know, I feel like for next year's team, I know since the BSI pre-fight checklist technically turned one years old on April 2nd, but the beauty of it is you could do an April fool's episode and not even make it an episode. You just, put like Rick Roll on and just Rick Roll people. It's like, here's another BSLI pre-fight checklist episode. Why is it only three minutes? And they play and they just get Rick Rolled and that's it. <laughs> so that's for the next year iteration for those who take it over and just put it out there and put it on LinkedIn for BSLIs, you know, some giggles that we get out of it. But, you know, looking back at this, I, you know, I didn't think it was going to turn out to this and where it's like, where it first started is like, there's many different directions that the podcast can go in and branch out to so many different things. And I think it was just more of like understanding what were the capabilities that I had just doing the stream and putting it all together. And I've learned the hard way about, you know, taking a zoom live feed and trying to convert that into a video. I will never do that again because it takes way too long to render. I think it took me about like three to four hours after I made the edits and then it was still like, once you click submit and make publish it to like an MP4 on like the highest quality possible for the video software, it took like another four hours. I'm like saying never again, an hour show. Yeah, it looks great. And like it's on the BSLI YouTube channel, but I am never, ever 
doing something like that, a big project to that magnitude, because my potato is a potato and I can't handle that. But, you know, as time goes on, you know, the podcast will grow and change. But I kind of want to know where you guys think the podcast where it should head to next in the next coming years. I'll, I'll go to Olivia on this. Where, where do you think it should go? That's a very interesting question. I, I like what you've done. It's kind of been like a fun thing throughout this past year to kind of fall back on and like get to know some members of the team a little bit better. I think maybe doing some more current space events might be fun. You know, hopefully more launches will be happening to sending astronauts into space and like more probes and stuff. I think that would be kind of cool to touch on and kind of rile up the excitement of the team with all those events too. Mm-hmm. And Colin, what about you? What do you think the podcast should add, change, go after, or try to pursue? Well, I think part of the question is, you know, what, what was the purpose of the podcast? You know, we, we lost those gigantic project meetings. We, mm-hmm. we lost the general meetings where, where we get to meet everybody from BSLI. You know, I, 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 I don't think, Olivia, you got to experience this. It is so much fun, the chaos of arriving at the CDME to find, like, each project team is trying to do their own thing. Like, I remember one time, like, doing structures, stress testing with Aaron, and at the same time, Payloads is trying to design something. They're like, hey, move. And they're like, no, no, move. We, we're doing stress testing. You need to move. I, I think that just having conversations on here, it, it really, especially in these times, gives people uh, an opportunity just, you know, to feel to feel included. So for, first off, bra- bravo to you, Trevor, on that one, because this was a fantastic, fantastic program. And I'd, I think that keeping it going forward, transitioning more to like talking about current events in space, like Olivia said, that'd be, that'd be a great purpose for the podcast. But I also would love to see like conversations like these happening still in the future. Yeah, I agree with you guys. It's like it's trying to find that balance between it's like, do you go too news heavy? And like when it's a more like entertainment aspect, it's like how I was looking at it is like you do an episode once a week and you have four weeks in a month and you can flip between like one week news where it's like somebody's solo show. And then the next week you have like a group of people doing interviews of the team see where the project teams are, bring a faculty or staff member on and just like have, you know, mix and matches for it. But at the same time, it's like, how do you know when it's like you're at a point where it's satisfied meeting like a happy mesh, but at the same time, you know, still keeping people entertained and all that stuff. But when I kind of sort of got this underway, I think it was more of like the lines was saying, hey, let's entertain people at BSLI since we can't meet each other, since we're all spread out throughout across the United States or even the globe for that matter. And it's just like, how do you have that, you know, communication with like the BSLI admin, reaching out to the members, making sure everyone's included and keeping the team up to date, what's going on. So it's almost like a fireside chat for a little bit and just like going back and forth, getting that, you know, communication. And even when I did like the very first episode, though it wasn't my best, it was just like understanding, like, how do you make it feel like a conversation versus like, I'm grilling you with questions about, what was BSLI like in the past? What's this? And it's like, you sort of try to get that feel and dynamics, but as you listen to the other episodes, it starts to shift more in towards a conversation, I would say. And every so often I realize that the very first few minutes of a podcast episode is everyone feeling each other out and saying, how is it going to be traded off? Who's going to transition and all that stuff. And no one really knows how that goes. But after you spend like the next, you know, 
10 more minutes into like the 25 minute mark, you start to realize, oh, this is just a conversation that we're having. We can have X, Y, Z, poke theories in this, pose a new question, have everybody answer it. And it just keeps going on from there. But yeah, I think like, even though I didn't hit some of the goals that I wanted to hit this year, it's still progress in the right direction. Like I know I said, oh, let's get a thousand plays by the end of this like spring semester, though I didn't hit it, I hit half of it. I hit 500. So it's like, you know, I'll take it. It steps in the right direction and we keep soaring to new heights. But I guess the one thing that I would want to ask you guys, if you could design a logo for the BSLI pre-fight checklist, what would that be? I'll go to Colin. What would that be? A logo for the BSLI pre-fight checklist or a mission patch? I would think it would be similar to the BSLI logo, with, but with like a gigantic red check mark behind it. Or like, um, actually, I like that one. I'll stick with that one. All righty. And Olivia, what about you? Um, I do like that. I think that's a good one. Um, since you said mission patch, maybe something similar to, I don't know, like an Apollo mission, maybe. I don't know how we would do that, <laughs> considering the BSLI logo is fairly simple. But maybe playing around with that might be fun and creating like a um, more space memorabilia type of thing might be kind of cool. I was thinking when I when I was like bouncing ideas off of people, it was like saying, I know we ne never really created it, but I thought it was like you could get like a patch and have like a satellite broadcasting back down to the earth and do like a BSLI pre-fight checklist. Because it's when you have a podcast, it's like radio wave and it's broadcasting something back. So it was like saying, all right, you have something like there. But at the same time, it's like you could have like a little like radio station broadcasting up to a satellite and you have it as that type of rendition of the patch. But it was very hard to choose and I never put any sketches down on paper. It was just a, a floating thought that never came to be. Well, I'll tell you what, Trevor, I can tell you right now, I will definitely, everyone listening, I will definitely 100% whatever a design comes together, I will get laptop stickers of the bsli pre-flight checklist logo I whatever it is it. i'm ordering as many as as um i can get information for because it's I technically because it. it wouldn't fall underneath any guidelines that affect by osu because it doesn't go underneath branding guidelines because it's your own customized sticker and in reality you know as long as it doesn't say ohio state or the ohio state university on it you can technically sell quote-unquote stickers i don't know on your own basically so i yeah. don't don't be stepping over the lines with the university and getting them all upset but you know in reality you could probably bypass it and make you know bsli pre-flight checklist stickers i do like the checklist the check mark the big red check mark by colin for sure or what i could see is someone getting creative and taking like a word art like checklist and like just put that on that was my i was honestly what i was thinking but i was like i'm gonna move on from that it's like but a it's clipboard. an idea it's a clipboard and a nice check boxes and some scribble lines and that's a mission patch i don't know if we're doing the involvement fair in person but if we are next year i'll hopefully have stickers by then i feel like we do cool. have some stickers lurking in the scott labs basement i believe so i know when we did things in person we were at different events we kind of gave some stickers out here and there to represent BSLI. So there's many different things that we've done in outreach with some stickers in the past. But I remember we had like the logo 
and I always slapped a BSLI sticker on my laptop. And I think it's like anytime I put stickers on my laptop, it's cursed. I end up losing it. So I have not put new stickers on my laptop just yet because it's like I've been burning through laptops like crazy. But, you know, as time progresses in our lovely podcast episode, you know, we're, I guess, if we had, I know when I was looking at some of the podcasting and the demographics, there were some interesting countries that I ended up seeing. It was like, I saw an Ireland, like it was like small percentage, but it's like there's small percentage of listeners from like other foreign countries. I didn't know that. I was like, wow, how did that happen? And then, you know, it's just like, where does that come in? Like who, who's listening and why? What's like, what interested them and what's keeping them here? I'm very curious. And I just don't know how like anchor like treats them and like, as like, oh, do they listen to it regularly? Is like once, one time? Is it by minutes? But you know, I want you guys guess like what's some of the countries that we may have had on the BSI pre-flight checklist. I know as my computer tries to muscle through it, but yes, I have it up. But I'm kind of curious. Uh, I feel like Canada might be on there for some reason. Canada is not on there, surprisingly. Yeah. I would, I would safely bet on France or Germany. Germany's on there, but France is not. Australia? Wow. Australia's on there. What the heck? Mm-hmm. It's like the small, like it's less than like 1%. That's right? still, that's weird. Is there maybe a Japan? No Japan. Japan? I guess out of the ones that I've listed besides the United States, um, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So seven, and you got two out of the seven. Dang, okay. See, I'm just guessing countries with space programs that I know Ooh, of. That's a good, that's a good place to start. Oh, uh, how about South Korea? South Korea is not on there. Dang it. They have a rising space program. It's very interesting. Uh, Italy? Is Italy on there? Italy is not on there. The I don't know. <laughs> I don't know my geography this well. Do you want me to rattle them off or keep guessing? I would. I don't want to offend any listeners. Um, yeah. By guessing wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> all right. So you guys got Germany and Australia. We have Ireland, Russia, okay. Iran, Singapore, and India. I thought you had told me there was a Singapore on there. That makes sense. I guess with with Colin's theory. Most of them are technically spacefaring, almost space Yeah, India nations. has some sort of program. Russia, obviously, yeah. And then you have Iran and Singapore. Singapore was more interesting out of the least. And then Ireland, but it's like the same time as like they could partner with the UK and UK has a couple agencies mm-hmm. and stuff like that, so. Yeah, they have a few astronauts. The real one is Singapore. <laughs> I may be incorrect, but I think Ireland is actually part of ESA. There's a lot of countries that are part of ESA. Mm-hmm. Canada is even part of ESA. I'm surprised we don't have Canada. Mm-hmm. Canada is yeah. an associate member of ESA. So, so they have membership, but they also have like their own separate space program. Now, let's, let's break down to the United States. Out of the United States, glorious 50 states, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven states out of the America's 50 states. I feel like we'd be here for hours, but I'm going to be curious. Can you guess the top three? Um, Ohio. That's actually number two. 
Really? Okay. What's number one? Florida. Florida is not. Florida is like number really? six. Florida is number wow. six. Um, Texas for sure. Texas is three. What's number one? New York. Not New York. New York is I not don't, on there. Uh, Michigan. Nope. Okay, good. Michigan's not even on there. <laughs> good, good, oh, good. That'd be incredibly ironic. Oh my God. Um, Indiana? Is... Nope, not Indiana's not on the list. California? Like... California is number five. Okay. It's, it's out on the West Coast. I will give you that. Oregon. Oh. Oregon's four. Okay, so it's Washington. Wow. Washington is number one. There you what? go, Colin. With 42% of the listens goes to Washington from the Who's United in States. Washington that's listening more than the people in Ohio? <laughs> I guess maybe former alumni who probably work at Blue Origin. Blue Origin, say, yeah. Blue Origin is, they're headquartered in Seattle, right? I believe so. It, that's it. That's very interesting. And then you have Ohio, which makes sense because yeah. of everyone here. Yeah. And then you have people in Texas from BSLI who are down there. So it's like, yeah, I was just guessing where I, where I knew for a fact alumni went to work. Yeah. Yep. So I feel like Florida was probably going to be on a rise in the next couple of years. But it'd be fun to watch and see how a lot of these unfold. But the one that we that no one really said that somehow slipped into like the number seven spot is Kentucky. I would have Kentucky was up there. I I was I was also thinking there's got to be places like close to Ohio. Yeah, that that'll that would does it in reality because there's really no other states that I'm like I'm kind of surprised that Alabama didn't get up there because of Huntsville yeah. mm-hmm. but at the same time maybe in the next couple of years we'll see Hunts Alabama start to rise in the rankings or get ranked in the next couple of years but you Interesting. know it's a it's a nice chart that you can just you know pr- progressively check and it's like we can just break it down to more but yeah like from Washington it's Seattle that carries everything in that state and yeah, then Blue for Ridge Ohio yeah they're yep, out there Columbus and then Texas is Texas has like one, two, three, four. We got Dallas, El Paso, Mac Allen, and Hacker Heights. Interesting. I have That's no cool. idea where ha- Harker Heights is. I don't, I hope I'm not saying it wrong. I feel so bad when I when I don't say something correctly or pronounce it right. And then you have Oregon. It's not Portland. It's Boardman for Oregon and then California is Fremont and Santa Barbara which is split 50-50 Florida is Miami and then Kentucky is Richmond so those are the major players in the United States but so what what do you guys think about since now the podcast is technically international it's an international podcast now what are your thoughts and feelings about an international podcast on your hands I'll go to Colin um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad people are listening from all over. Um, uh, I, I mean, there's one thing about BSLI that I've always been like a little disappointed by is we don't get a lot of international students who join the organization, you know, like there are a lot of international students in aerospace engineering or mechanical who are very interested in, in space and rocketry and they just don't join. And, and, you know, that's something I would definitely like to see is a lot more students, um, who are from overseas who, who, you know, have a different viewpoint and join the team. I think that'd be really fun. And Olivia, what about you? 
your yeah, thoughts? it's really interesting that like so many people around the world, and it could be like one person in a country that listens, but like something about this is interesting to them about this team at Ohio State, and I just think that's so cool that they like have checked it out and they may routinely listen and they may not know these people at all, but they're hooked on it, and I think that's great. Because I feel like at this point in time, I don't know of any other student organization space organizations with a podcast so we're we're a diamond in a rough technically so if this goes well it's like it sort of separates yourself from the rest of the pack where it's like you know the team up north they have their liquid rocket engine facility purdue has theirs we're developing ours at the moment it's like but no one has a podcast it's so simple but it's like they don't have the time to investigate in it and we've done it we've been successful we have 500 plays it's still gonna grow and it gets more people connected on OSU and all that stuff. But going back to the international spec perspectrum, I kind of always wanted BSLI to partner with another university in another country and get a payload on board the rocket. I don't know how challenging that would be, but I would play it safe and go to Canada, ask a university from Canada if they're interested in it, and see how you can get a payload down here. And all we have to do is just integrate it. All, it's like, they tell us, oh, hook this battery up and it will just run itself. If they can come up with something like that. I would be happy to put it on a spaceport rocket and take it to New Mexico. Even if they're down at the competition and they have the rocket there and they have an extra like CubeSat, we can put it on board and voila, we have a collaboration right there. I don't know how many universities have done cross collaborations with with the rocket teams or anything else, but I think it's an interesting feat to pull off for sure. I just don't know how to pull it off. Yeah, that's definitely something to consider in the future. Like once competitions start happening again, hopefully next year. And like even it might be worth starting with like a US team, but international would be pretty dang cool. So like, you know, kind of physically cross borders with that and, you know, unite the teams together that way. Yeah, Someone needs to email Kenny G immediately because he went to the University of Toronto and I'm pretty sure. And and he definitely still has connections there. Like if, if we were looking for an international outreach, I guarantee there's a rocket team at University of Toronto. I mean, I'd have to look it up. but Because I think about it, if, if anyone on BSLI said they worked with an international team and you put that on your resume, that kind of speaks volumes in itself where it's like, Oh, it's like almost like a NASA contract where you're working in like meters and making sure you have your great conversion rates and all that stuff and going back and forth. But it's like you have to come up with certain standard deviations. And then it's like you have, I want to say, not, I guess it's not really language barrier if you work with Canada, but if you're like, want to say you work from a team in Germany and trying to get that shipped over, you're going to deal with some regulations. So it's like, how are you going to ship a CubeSat? overseas where it could get lost in the mail and it's like what do we do here how, how are we going to get this CubeSat back you know safely they could fly it over and with somebody on board you know by all means they could do that just trying to get through TSA is another different story in that matter but there's there's many different loopholes to try to get around it or even if they give us the blueprints or like drawing sheets to build it I think that's even justified enough. It's like, all right, this is what you he have. Here's your MATLAB code. This is how you put it into the Arduino. They give us all that and we can just build it. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's cross, cross collaboration. 
And I think industry will love that you have that, you know, collaboration. So, you know, that's the goal for BSLI. I'm going to try to push, I don't want to push you guys in that direction, but it's definitely something to invest and to really make yourself special here at the university, I would say. That is, that is a subtle pressure, Olivia, to pressuring Aaron to do that. Yes, I will pressure Aaron, <laughs> not myself, but Aaron. You have, I would say you do have connections, I would say, from previous BSLI alumni. Since we went to IAC in 2019 in Washington, D.C., and we connected with international people. So we could probably pull something together. I, I have a friend who is a part of UK SED, so I could see if I can get some, um, some people from the UK SEDS team on board to try to come up with something using our own SEDS team to use that cross connection and build up three organizations in one. But I'm technically alumni at that point. So I'd be like a board member. So it's like getting that, you know, connection as a board member right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That would be interesting because yeah, at that point you wouldn't be like on, on the team and you'd, mm -hmm. you'd have to find a way to be connected to get all this. Yeah. Squared away. It's like, I know it's like a spider web. It's like, connecting the dots and it's like you tie it back to one and then you launch a rocket and all that fun stuff in between hey we're there it's like it's just one one extra push and just imagine once the university find out about it and it's successful you know they're going to probably market that like crazy probably and we won't hear the end of it yeah. maybe we'll get our own advertisement before major football games you know, oh that, man that is, <laughs> Colin, you're, you're big brains. That's why you, you know, communi communications director, you know? You're thinking big, man. I'll, I'll work on that one. It's the I'll talk, vision. I'll talk to Dr. Gregory. Hey, can we, get a, can we get a commercial before the Cotton Bowl? And use the entire team's funds for one year for like 30 seconds. For 30 seconds, just pumping Not tons even. of money in. Uh, those commercials are like millions of dollars for sure. Yeah. It's maybe like we'll try it's like we're already in the steps in the right direction because like we've done so many i guess media opportunities this year i didn't think that were feasible i would say like i wasn't expecting to do a photo shoot for the university with covid i wasn't expecting that I, that was not on my list for this year absolutely <laughs> was me. I, I get like an email email from dr horak he says yeah you guys probably should do this i'm like okay start emailing have joe and it's like all right what do we do what do we get? And it's like, all right, this is what they want. Here's the criteria. It's like, who do we loop in? And then we were yeah. looking at ourselves like saying, we got to get younger members involved because, you know, we could have ourselves on there, but we're graduating. No one, no one cares about us. After. <laughs> so it's like, let's put the younger members on it. And so it's like, oh, you know, this person, they've been there. They've done that. They know how to do publicity. And it's just like, there was no outreach really this year because of COVID. No. So it was like, I couldn't get a feel like who's really passionate, like trying to figure out oh, which leadership is great for that person. And, and that's why I kind of asked in the project manager elections, like saying, can you sell me the NASA team? Like you couldn't sell me the yeah. NASA team. It kind of was going to make me sway one way or another because recruitment's going to be big in the coming like fall. So it's like, it rides on the shoulders if you can sort of sell it to me like that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely something I've been thinking about a lot. Um, because I still have like one foot in the NASA team, but I also have one foot in admin trying to like get both done and like juggle both as the year's winding down. And I'm grateful that me and Aaron like have worked together this past year and we do have experience on the NASA team. Um, 
which I think is I it's a team I'm a little worried about for next year just because we haven't gotten to competition yet uh and it's just been it's been a lot harder to get like a good like strong success right through the team just because it's it's so new to be a SLI so I think our experience together will help kind of get people interested and involved and if things are in person next year that's all the better and hopefully we can really get the numbers up uh, next fall. Yeah, I agree with that. The numbers are definitely going to be critical. And I think it's just having bigger in-person meetings. The, the capacity of 10 has been so hard. And I'm like saying, do I go in? I built rockets in the past, but it's like, I want new members have the opportunity. So it's like, I don't take that one spot. So I was like sitting back this year, like saying, I haven't been to the CDME. And then it's like, you get a message from Aaron. It's like, hey, you free to come up? I'm like, oh, I can go to the glorious CME. I can go over there and build rockets. But it's like, from what I've sat through as an admin person for like two years, it's like, I was kind of stuck because I was in a limbo because like, I didn't know what I could do, what I couldn't do. It's like, your role is like handling administrative stuff. But like how the structure of leadership was at the time, like I oversaw both of the project teams so it's like, I was at both of those meetings. So I was like literally up at the CDME at least twice a week. And then maybe a third time on like the weekends for like NASA or construction work of the rockets. But I was there too much, I would say. And people said I technically lived there. That's how often they saw me there. So <laughs> it goes into how much I was, I put into the team of just making sure everything was functioning. And like the pandemic threw a wrench into everything because I was in the process of building my manual and then the pandemic hit. So it's like, I didn't finish half of the manual. It's like, it's incomplete. So I've been like looking at it like the past few days and like saying, what could I add to it? Like it has like major stuff from like the fall, but it's like very general to, to the extent, like I'm like still working on it tonight to put more details in it for you, Olivia. But at the same time, it's, it's a hard manual to write because the vice president is literally, I would call it the jack of all trades where they know the ins and outs of everything. But I have it from like involvement fair to summer duties to like literally everything that would be in a normal year, except for the pandemic. So I may put a section in the pandemic, but that is very, very short than the more I think about it, but what I've done. But it's like everything that I did in the pandemic was on the fly. There was nothing to guide me on saying, all right, this is how you're supposed to do it. And then like when everything locked down and I'm like saying, all right, everyone's going home. The keys are going to go everywhere. So I'm just like saying, who's coming back and who's not? And then will I get the keys back? And it's like admin graduated. I couldn't get their keys. And it's like we're missing like some keys are like somewhere else. So it's like, all right, I got a headache to do. I managed to get all the keys back to campus and get all the, you know, all the transitions and all that stuff. But it was a hassle. At least you don't have to go through that. And Because normally what would happen on a given year is that you would just trade the keys at competition and then, you know, seniors go off into the sunset and their lovely caravans that we have that we rent and that would be it. But no, I had to do like, you know, in the fall, if you're still on Columbus, you know, can you try to get back the key or pass it to a member who's making a trip out to Columbus? It was a lot of many different things to factor in I would say yeah you and Joey honestly had like the toughest job this year and you two did a great job I think all across the team it's been a great year for everybody you know given the circumstances and you two have really pushed through in a very I I hate saying this in a very uncertain time sick of hearing it 
you guys have really pushed through and you you two should be proud like you you worked really hard this year and in my opinion it really paid off for you guys it, it was like a partner in crime that's how i felt like me and joe where we were like tandem i think that's even how i was with last year with harrison it was like you knew the person you knew like everything almost about them you already worked with them in the past so like that's how you and aaron are right now olivia going back and forth so it's it's nice when you have that transition where you work with the person and you know their anticipation and how much workload that they have to go through and all that stuff. So it's very nice to have, I would say. Yeah, I'm really excited for next year. And I guess, Colin, I guess for you, looking at communications director, you know, it's very, very, you know, many different things you can go with. I understand, you know, business ops is having its teething, teething troubles like NASA, but it's not the extent where it's like, you know, you're worrying about a project team, but I could see, you know, you taking the reins of that and just trying to get more sponsors and just building up more of a BSLI presence on campus. And I guess, you know, you can go in a little bit more into that detail for some of our viewers since I have you on the line. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's actually crazy. Um, I literally five minutes ago realized that the entire eboard next year, except for the spaceport lead and the struct in the, the liquids engine uh, lead, we're all part of NASA or, or we were like the last two years. Like that's actually insane. It's just people largely from one project team who have taken over the administrative end. Like we're going to be faced with the nice opportunity that we all already have worked with each other numerous times. Yeah. Muhammad, welcome. You know, you joined in. How, how was work by the way? Work was, work was nice. It was work. Uh, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> It was, I mean, obviously, when you're looking forward to something after work, work piles on and you aren't allowed to leave. So yeah. I'm glad I'm here. Right now, we're just talking about, like, like I guess, BSLI's next year's plans and your role on the team. I know you got reelected as a NASA DPM. So, but like, what are some of your takeaways, I would say? I know we, we're going to do a podcast about your experience at DPM, but might as well, we can knock a little bit out of it out of the way now. Experiences DPM. Um, well, first shout out uh, to the other DPM, Olivia. Really helped me out when I was lost, which was most of the time. Uh, but I mean, it was helping Ryan with most of the bureaucratic stuff, attending as many meetings as we could, helping with uh, with team leads wherever we could. It was nice because I got to experience way more uh, way more sub teams as a DPM than when you are a single member. So it's really nice. You get to know, you get to really integrate as a DPM way better than you would as a, just a single member. So that much I did like, I think, I mean, it's all, it's, it's all straightforward as DPM, man. Yeah, I agree. It's like you see everything, but it's like you're not calling the final shots like a project manager would. It's like, project manager, we have XYZ plans. So pick your favorite. I'll give you the pros and cons of every single one, but you're going to call the one that you like the best. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Um, sometimes you'll also get a, you'll get heard much better. You're, you get to explain why you like certain plans better than others what you think things should happen and they will hear you louder but like you said in the end of the day it's all project manager and leads final say mm -hmm. but it's kind of like 
looking at this panel now, it's like I've seen all of you grow and develop over your time at BSLI. So it's it's like brings like a tear to my eye where it's like all my youngins have now taken the reins of BSLI leadership. So it's like I've done something well if y'all stuck around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have Olivia as vice president, so literally following you. So we, we know we're good on that side. Yeah, I'm literally stepping into your shoes, Trevor. Yep. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, you just spent two years <laughs> as VP. I'm coming off uh, literally my first year on the team, so this will be fun. Oh, you're fine. I, it's like vice president is one of the, I would say, the funnest positions because you have free reign to do literally whatever you want, and no one bats an eye. So, like, you create a program, everyone's on board with it, unless it's, like, it has to be reasonable. You can't just do something out of the blue that would just hurt BSLI's budget and all that stuff. You can't do that. But if it's like, oh, movie night, or like we're just going on a walk on the oval, you can literally do that. Or like, I know you said in one of your speeches, or I guess in the vice president's speech, you would do like, you know, a yoga class at the RPAC or something like that. So yeah, I, I would definitely do that. If I was yeah. had a fifth year, I would definitely attend one of those or do I, do I, doing a cycling class. Well, I do Ooh, have a story spin. about a spin class, though. So, you know, when I was writing my manual at the time, like the very first iteration of it, and Harrison told me to send it to him, like to check, I want to think right around like the fall, like towards the tail end of it. He was in a spin class reading my manual. And he's like, yeah, I'm in a spin class right now, but I'll, I'm reading through the manual. I'm like, all right, Harrison. Good for him, man. That's great. <laughs> I'll never forget. I was like, all right, Harrison. You didn't need to know that at all. <laughs> you did need not need to know at all. He just wanted to tell you. Yes, it's like, I'll take it. It's like, I guess he's not going to get right back to it. But hey, he's reading it as he's on the cycle. Go for him. Yeah, I do. Especially just this year has been garbage with in-person stuff. And I'm very optimistic for next year. But like, I think doing more social events. And that's just kind of where. I'll be in charge, I guess, where, where I would like to be in charge, at least, as vice president, just to kind of get morale on the team up. And I think that would help with not only getting people, but retaining people. I think that's very important. And this was something I missed, like, in high school, with all, like, the social stuff with my clubs and my friends. Like, I just want that atmosphere back on the team with everybody. And, you know, across all the, um, you know, project teams and sub teams, I think just having something would be fun. And uh, I think, like, even on BSLI, I feel like, we're, we're all biased here. Structures is best team. It, it will be a slogan that would last to the end of time until someone decides to say, no, it's not. Other sub teams have tried, but Structures, no matter what team you're on, Spaceport or NASA, Structures is best team and will forever be best team until Amen. Until people decide, you know, like I said, try to change it. But I know you guys will keep on that motto saying Structures is best team and I don't know how it got started. I think one day I just said it and I'm just like everyone just started saying it. And then voila. another one for the Trevor, Trevor <laughs> model collection. <laughs> no, don't, don't get me started with all the acronyms that I have or the sayings that I have. Probably by the end of this, like when I graduate, y'all probably going to get a pile of all the things I've said and then just present it to me. It's like, here's all your favorite catchphrases that you said at BSLI at your time that I've known you. And what do you think about them? Like saying, you're not wrong. I've said many of these different things. It's like just an alphabetized list. Yeah. And it's just pages and pages. We'll, we'll name it Book of Trevor. The Book there of you Trevor. go. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, the book of Trevor. Uh, you know, start with chapter one, section two, article that's three. Yeah, <laughs> must be soft serve like. Must be soft serve. Yes, that uh, they range from structures to it's mostly structures, actually. Yeah, it's, it's basically <laughs> it's mostly structures. The subtitle for the book easily has to be "Structures is the best team." Oh, of course. Yeah, volume one. <laughs> chapter one. I built a rocket. <laughs> and then it's like chapter three. Building the box of death in the pace. What? What's this? <laughs> What's this white stuff? Don't. Yeah, drop oh my god. Don't drop box. What do you mean? Don't drop box. Explains. <laughs> Warning. Caution. Do not drop box. Fiberglass beads will slice the insides of your lungs and will cause serious pain and hospitalization in bold and text and blocky letters. Sounds good to me. I feel like it needs to be like in that military font. <laughs> that's what it needs to be in. Or a typewriter military font. And it's just like, yep, that's how you have to buy by this rule. Yeah, I'm in. I guess we know Olivia's first task as a <laughs> as VP. We know That's, oh boy! <laughs> oh man! Olivia's first 100 days as VP. What are you going to do first, Olivia? <laughs> Your um, first 100 days. <laughs> ideally, I don't know. What does 100 days start? Does it start in May or does it start in August? Well, it starts different. in May. It's, okay. It starts in May. I would say after finals, I guess you you have the reins of the keys and being yeah, the new we're, key lock I, homes. I was trying to figure out, because like you said, competition, you would pass the keys, but like that's not the case this year. So yeah, we got to figure something out. And like I'm going to Huntsville this summer um, for a job. Most so of the keys like, right now are people who are still going to be here. So it's like you're not that's in a panic. Good. Uh, for a graduating senior who has it even if it is like i know joe has a lot of the keys that i gave him when i went home for winter break but he can easily put those in the lockbox and y'all good for yeah next year. and um we'll figure something out i'm yep. sure that's we can we'll figure it out and good news all the keys have been found so you're almost you're all squared away so it's now you and aaron just need to figure out who you want to pick and i'll run through the excel sheet because it's kind of clever on how I built it because it's like it references people. So it's like if you change, you know, previous admin's name, you know, you can have an update on the Excel sheet. So it's very easy compared to like you typing everyone's name and all you have to do is type in a cell and it connects it to another cell and it makes life so it. much easier for you. I love it. I love Excel. I love spreadsheets. They're my jam. And that's how I did for a lot of the demographics on BSL. I do a lot of of count if statements and all that stuff and like saying oh what do we want we have this statement if this is true and this is true this is what we want and it spits out this number and the worst is when i've seen on the surveys is when it's like a letters capitalized or there's an extra space and the count if statement doesn't pick it up and you're like saying oh i have a total of this number of like people who took the survey but i'm like missing like five people and you have to go and figure out where are those five people who are missing yeah. and it's annoying Mm -hmm. uh, yeah i know i know <laughs> i love excel but sometimes it gets tedious with things like that but it's the 21st century we're gonna have to live with it oh for sure you know we, we had a little bit of a fun extravaganza before you got here mahama and all the fun locations that bsli have been a part of you know i, I kind of want to get your, your thoughts of bsli becoming an international i guess 
organization because we we have countries that listen from Ireland, Germany, Russia, Australia, Iran, Singapore, and India. Small percentage, less than one percent, but hey, it's still a listen. Hey, a listen's a listen, regardless of how small. I guess. I mean, why not? Why not? I would love to see VSLI turn into a uh, international organization. I think what were we talking about this in the spaceport launch where we were like, if we had an association with the Australian universities and we were like, we'd call it the kangaroos or something like, oh my God, it was. There was something that we referenced. I forget what it was. I, me too. It's just, I remember that we were the parent school though. Like we did not give that up regardless. I don't know. I feel like it was in the spaceport part too. It, it was because Jess was there too and she was mm-hmm. a part of the conversation. She was the one brainstorming most of the good ideas. Mm-hmm. Still waiting for the poop though, by the way. Another one. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> if you want to understand that reference, go listen to, you know, season two, episode six, the spaceport part two of the reactions of the test launch. That's where that reference comes from at this point. Now, at the same time, I feel like there's like a work we're excited in progress for all this. I'm like saying, this is what you have here, references to this one. But at the same time, it's like, can you build a story arc out of like all the BSLI podcast episodes and tie it to like, I don't know. It's almost like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, can, can you build something like that? I'm sure we can. We, like, we call season one, or what's it called? I don't know how this- um, I don't even know how to define- season one i feel like it'd just be like humble beginnings and just teething i wouldn't even call it teething trouble because it's just like entertainment at that point and season two was like the first like four episodes is me just doing shenanigans doing space news updates informing the team about different lunar events and all that stuff and then now i'm getting back into the swing of having guests on and it's just like it goes up and down between it's like i'll do a a solo show Oh, it's a week. I don't want to spring upon somebody to throw a quick episode together. So I'll just do it myself for like 30 minutes and just quickly throw it together. Send it out like Monday at like 9 a.m. Y'all just listen to it. Have a good time. And then those who are on the music channel, we have like Music Monday. So I'm like the MC on that. I'm like saying, y'all got the fresh tracks today. It's. I feel like, I don't know how to describe it. I feel like I've done so much culture and it's ridiculous on how much I've done. But it's like, there's fun different iterations that you know we've built upon but you know bsli culture is one of the most fun i guess fun it's fun this is not a word but most entertaining culture to be a part of and like i think i've said once in the past where it's like people on the outside don't understand bsli but when you're on the inside you just don't know how to explain it that, that is the best quote i've i've heard I've heard it for many different things. Like I've heard it for like those who explain D-Day, that's how they would describe it. And like I can sort of reference that to BSLI. There's there's no way you can really explain the culture. You have to just be a part of it to really understand it. It's true, it's true. Because like I'm a part of a couple other clubs. And so like when their like meetings like go off on my alarm, I'm like, oh, all right, time to go. Turn off my video, turn off my audio and just sleep. And then when it's a BSLI, I was like, ooh, I wonder what shenanigans we're going to get into today before we actually start talking about the rocket. It's like five to ten minutes of shenanigans like going through the day. And it's like, oh, admin's a part of the meeting. Ooh, admin shenanigans for like three minutes and all that stuff. So it's like, 
don't know. It's, it's it's definitely something fun. And I do love how sometimes admins are part of the meetings and you just get to see older BSLI members interacting with younger ones and trying to make it more special. And I know, I hope I've done that for a lot of you guys and just make something memorable when you look back when it's close to graduation. It's like, oh, I remember this event and oh, this guy did that and he did this or she did that. And it's like, the list goes on and on who's impacted you and, you know, definitely one of those fun story arcs that you live every every day i would say but yeah and, you got some olivia i was gonna say yeah i couldn't agree more and also like explaining it just it doesn't do it justice it's like you try like i've tried to explain it to my friends and my family and it just i can't get exactly what it is into words and no matter how much i try it's just it i just can't explain this team <laughs> i've tried to explain it at a business career fair Oh. <laughs> and it's one of the most interesting things to say because all as soon as you start saying thirty thousand feet, they just lose you, and then just like stuck in off for like the next you know couple minutes or a couple seconds, and it's like okay, they didn't really hear what I've been saying, but they have been, but then they were impressed, so they got a bowl of emotions that you're trying to navigate. And I've heard many different stories, and companies are saying that's great, or. They look at your resume, like they looked at my resume and they say, hey, you want to interview like this week? I'm like, I'm like, I'm in like mid sentence, like doing like my elevator pitch. And it's like, it's so bizarre because like the stuff that you do in PSLI really, I would say, separate yourself from a lot of people at the university by itself. And those who are not part of like, I would say project teams, it's like they're kind of like a little bit of a back burner. But at the same time, if they have internships, it's like it's almost on the forefront. But if you have BSLI experience, of an internship opportunity and if you've done a little bit of research you've tackled like the big three me personally if i was a recruiter and i saw that, I was like they've done so much they've understand ins and outs if i put them in research and development they know how to work on the team they know how to achieve goals and deadlines so it's like i would kind of pick someone on bsli over someone who just has an internship experience or just only done one research assignment it's like many different things i would look and but it's like at the same time i'm not a recruiter i don't have to facilitate through that but sometimes i'm gonna to have to go through that and saying oh is someone from bsli's applied to this aerospace company i'm working at it let me pull that resume out get them connected to someone i know and get you all the opportunity that's that's the true end goal that i would like to see and that's true like the greatest thing about bsli is just the alumni coming back and helping and so like, I haven't been even a part of BSLI as, long, as much as you, Trevor, and I've known just on LinkedIn, once you have that BSLI thing, you get so many connections, like immediately, you're like, oh my God. And they're only sending it to you, not because, I mean, you're a student, what do you have to offer? But you have that BSLI membership and that itself makes it feel like they can connect with you in a different level than other OSU students who may happen to be in the engineering uh, college. And so that itself is just, it gives you that extra edge, that extra help. Because when you're being looked at with 1,600 other uh, intern internship applications and someone within the company is like, hey, can you look at this person? You know, he was doing or she was doing the same thing I was doing back in university. So they know they have this thing. They have this little edge to them. Check them out. And that it helps you. It really does. Yeah, I would definitely say one and the same on that and the most thing i've inter interestingly seen as my time on linkedin as being a bsli vice president is people think bsli is an actual business an actual aerospace company you know they'll send you like saying hey would you like this like program management software helping you 
cipher applications and stuff like this. I'm like saying, I'm not interested. No, thank you. And then sometimes I have to remind them, we're just a student organization. Yeah, <laughs> I get this stop. all the time too. They're like professional. And I'm just like, I am a student. That's like the second line of my like title. Can you not read? No. <laughs> it's just, it's so weird. But at the same time, it's like saying, maybe we should just create a BSLI company and just like, just pour people into it. And you get already get those internships rolling through because they're technically part of BSLI. It's like your grandfather into this situation and you already have a job after college. Voila, we just made an aerospace company without actually even trying. And hopefully on, Elon, we're going to challenge Elon Musk. I guarantee you we can get a rocket in 10 years. <laughs> we could. Oh my God. And then we'll, well think about it because like, how long did it take, um, I want to say, Falcon? It took them about what, almost 10 years. Yeah. So we could pull off the same exact thing if we know the right people. We could pull. <laughs> and we have a few, what, working at SpaceX already? We have SpaceX. We have Blue Origin. We have Firefly. Like, we literally have enough to pull it off. We do. And Elon was complaining that SpaceX didn't, like, hit the ground running because he didn't have the expertise. But we do. We do. I know. We, we can turn down in five now. <laughs> don't even need four years we only need four months no, i'll be like patrick star okay we'll take, okay i'll be patrick star take three three are leaving take three take it yeah oh my god <laughs> be a slide to the moon you're saying all this and you're leaving and you're just gonna hand all of this to us no i gotta i gotta hype you all up i gotta feel you know get y'all motivated get y'all excited that that's what i have to do in the remaining months well, I shouldn't even say months. It's only like three weeks left in reality. Oh, man. Week 13 of 16. I know. Yeah, we're at three more weeks and then finals. Let me get my saddle up on my pony, wave off to the sunset. And right see off. That. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I'm so excited. I'm so I'm so ready for this semester. I'm so ready for this year to be over. Amen. You, you guys have a rough ride with junior year coming. I'm just going to be honest with you. Can't wait. Yeah. But you gotta love it. You're gonna have a good time. That's all I can say. A good time. I only want my head above water. If that's the case, I, I'm I'm living lavish. <laughs> yeah, it's, I just I just want to survive. Same. Like do the, the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah. One mental breakdown a week. That's that's good. That's, fine. Man. that's that. That's okay. We're moving on. We're, that we're is good. one too many. We need to do some yoga out on the oval. Come, come with me, and you'll do some great yoga. <laughs> Olivia, I have some complaints about the previous administration about that. Okay, hold on. Yoga. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What are your complaints? <laughs> I can't complain right now because someone a part of it. that hierarchy is here. Do you yeah, mind? Let's put a pin in this. We'll get back to it. <laughs> I, oh, hate man, that I, I, I hate that thing so much. I can't wait for the box of complaints. You know, I should probably made ones like a Google form, like saying, throw your complaints in here. And then at the same time, I feel like one of like there was one survey that I was like tempted to do was put a joke in there, make me laugh I'm, as I'm like going through all the surveys. So I could just see what people will come up with. I never put it in, I never put it in, but I always wanted to. I should have I should have done it. And so I could just be reading off the, the jokes and memes that I've got. Week 15 of 16. Go ahead. 
Right. Yeah, hey, final, yeah, final survey of the year. <laughs> shenanigans. It's straight shenanigans. BSLI finals make Trevor <laughs> laugh. Da, da, da. The BSLI final will be going through the podcast, open note, of course, and can you answer the survey questions? <laughs> I think I do good. But the thing We're is, I had to come up with the questions. And you won't know the answers, but it's if you can think like me, you can you can answer the questions. Question one: What does the letter B stand for in BSLI? <laughs> answer: B, as in the insect. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Question two: What is the height that we attribute to Nick Pater on the rocket? The answer: Root two Pater. <laughs> root two Pater every time. It's root one this year, which is unfortunate, but we're uh, there's only two bodies instead of three, so we'll make do. Cheers. Sad. Yeah. Open note BSLI exam. Your final exam. It's like the pacer test. If you ever heard that, the forty meter pacer test will begin on the word start. <laughs> Please no, 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 no. The fitness grand pacer test. Yeah. Oh no, thank you. And then has that catchy like music, and it's like, yeah, go. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, nah. The pacer test. I have flashbacks. Senior year of high school. I was outside on like the turf field. I was up like in the sixties, and I start running like on sixty three. And I just slipped and I just lied there. I'm like saying, I'm done. <laughs> I just like almost face plant into the turf. I'm like, I'm just going to lie here. There was no sense for me to get up and like make it. Cause I think I already used my miss or something like that. <laughs> I was, or I was planning on trying to use it. So I could go from like walk and try to go and then like turn right back and try to go up to like in the eighties or something like that. But no, I couldn't do it. I just slipped and I just lied there. It was a wrap. You know, the fake pacer test at its finest. The best type of nap is the one that occurs right after injury. Oh, my God. Like, when you get hit, like, if you're running, if you're playing football and someone, like, three times your size just bodies you, if you've, if you've taken a nap on the bench, that's the best nap you'll ever take. Uh, you get your bell rung, you just lie there. That, that, that's, all, that's all it is. <laughs> we, we, we call that nap a concussion. Yeah, wait a second. <laughs> You don't just like sit and go to sleep. You're like knocked out. No, it, it, it's I'm bad gone. when it's like snot flies out of your nose. That's when you know you have a concussion on your back. I'm so glad and, I did not play contact sports. <laughs> that, that's when you know you have issues on your hands. I played basketball and there there is just an incredible number of times that I got nailed in the face by the basketball. On purpose? Well, I mean, no, I, rebound, I was probably, yeah, it was off rebounds. I was, I was under the basket oh. trying to get rebounds. Yeah. I'm very glad I wasn't banned. Just <laughs> I avoided all of this. I just felt like Colin. <laughs> Elbow to the ground. face, ball to the face. Uh, sometimes you just trip on, on people. Sometimes the floor is slippery. So you just trip. Oh, I hate slippery gym floors. Like I played at like one, like, it was a middle school, but it's now converted to an elementary school. But the gym was so slippery where it's like if you stop, you could slide like three feet. <laughs> it was that bad. So it's like when you're playing on basketball games, you couldn't stop. And it's like it was so easy to travel. And the rest were more lenient on traveling since they knew the floor was dusty. But it was like I stopped at like half court and slid all the way to the foul line to take a shot. <laughs> it was that bad. Was this basketball court 
surrounded by hockey nets and hockey no. goals. No. Well, yeah, was it just ice? No, it was <laughs> all dust. Do some people call it an ice rink? <laughs> most, yeah, most people do, actually. <laughs> Not basketball. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I wasn't banned, and I'm very glad I avoided all of that and just <laughs> worried about my music, and it was good. <laughs> well, band is a contact sport, too. Bass drum, people walking into people. Yeah, you had to learn to be careful of repercussion. <laughs> I'm pretty sure when you're like turning around too, if someone turns around the wrong way and you turn around that the right way, yep. you're gonna get a face. Yeah, the trombone. You don't lose an eye. Times, I will be honest. <laughs> well, Olivia has two eyes, so we know her team was solid. <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> no, no, ma- I- no major, I think, band-related injuries. No, you got to be a bass not. player in the orchestra, playing that nice string bass, chilling in the back. You get your nice stool. You sit and, you uh, know, like, I always had a debate with people. Like, they said, oh, I like the French bow. Me, nah, I like the German bow. And it's like you're almost doing like this the entire time you're playing. So it's like best bow, German bow all the way. <laughs> Couldn't play with the French bow to save my life. And I just... Because when I first started playing on the string bass, I had the German bow, and that's what I ended up using. So that's what I was most comfortable with. But when I had a switch to like pizzicatoing, I could not. I was so slow. Because it's like you're almost doing like a quick draw with like almost like a comb or like a pocket knife that you can flip in and out. That's basically what it was. But it's when you had the French bow, it's like you can easily pick it up and you go straight. German bow, you got to work it. And so there's no other way to get through it. You just got to work that bow. And it's just like, but it was so more, it was a lot more comfortable to play. That's all I could say. Good to know. I, l- I like hearing your thoughts about uh, upright bass. It's great. <laughs> Very informative <laughs> for today's episode. I, I've done, I guess I would say, I've done it since third grade, took junior year of high school off and came back senior year. So it's like, it's been, it's been a while. And then like, I haven't done too much on bass since I got to college. Though we try to get the BSI jam session going and then COVID came and then kind of derailed that. But then it turned into playlist as we just bypass on music mondays you know hopefully when things go back to normal you know y'all can start up and you know space jam initiative again because now we have the new space jam movie rolling out too oh, yeah. like a play on words you know bonus features i know but i'm we very are- musically impaired i have never played an instrument besides the recorder you can play a mean tambourine hey percussions for everybody okay. yes all you need is rhythm. Yeah. I feel like this is a percussions group, so I'll agree with you guys. Percussions forever. I don't even know what it is, but I agree. Actually, I played trumpet. Things. I'm doing percussion oh, yeah, right now. <laughs> this is percussion. Technically, yes. Yes, that is. I've clapped before. I hope you have. <laughs> no, no. no. Muhammad's in the I've audience. I've never clapped in my life. Clap. I don't know how to do it. I have, I've never, never... <laughs> You, you, boy, you bring your hands together, it muffles sound. There's nothing. <laughs> no, Muhammad just sits in the like audience, like after a grand finale, people are clapping. He does not clap. He just sits there. I'm like, I mean, there is like I this, this is, is cool. deaf clapping. Oh, it's like oh. jazz hands, but like, I don't do that all the time. <laughs> Wait, there are times you're supposed to do jazz hands? I thought that was a joke. Well, like, I don't know. I, I like jazz Have you ever, this is a, this ever is done a, a poetry reading? in ASL, so like, I don't know. Oh. Jazz hands. I can't read. Spirit fingers. Spirit fingers. Yeah, spirit fingers. Um, or or snap snap your fingers, kids. Yeah. Instead of clapping, because clapping is loud. Oh, sure, yeah. Or, or, yes. There's there's a lot of ways clap. to do it. That's a whole nother discussion. No, yeah. to be fair, I 
I could not snap my fingers for the longest time. I think I, I learned how to actually snap my fingers when I was like a junior in high school. I can't. <laughs> That's the luck. Okay. You know, it's turning more into tutorial now. Yeah, we're <laughs> just talking. We have gone way off the rails. <laughs> I know. We went from one year to like shenanigans, and that's basically we're what like, these... all right, classic. <laughs> we really need the Space Jam initiative to come back. We really do. Yeah, that this is a cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> I have an exam tomorrow morning. I have a lot. Like, oh, this is fun. I enjoyed this. And that, like, now that the weekend's over, like the stress setting in this week and i'm like okay great sunday scares are real they're not fun of course it's like eight o'clock at night it's like oh wow i still have stuff to do and it's like you panic or it's like you get to sunday it's like oh i finished everything and then monday starts back up and it's like i gotta quickly get through everything and then it's friday again it's like wow how did i get here yeah <laughs> love college love it all right i guess we, we passed an hour on this thing already but let's let's head on to our final thoughts so i'm not spending like hours of trying to edit this behemoth of an hour but you know it is what it is we'll get through it but i'll go around the horn we'll start with colin final thoughts my good sir pleasure to celebrate a year of the podcast awesome olivia final thoughts of this i'm so grateful to be here it's been a crazy year and i'm excited to see where this goes in the future all right and i know muhammad you you had many final thoughts in the last like you know two weeks so what, what are your final thoughts if you have any left final thoughts part three um well you had a trilogy at this point this is this is like this is gonna rival the godfather at this point i gotta just gotta make it a good <laughs> well i don't know i mean it's great i really really have enjoyed my time at bsli I enjoyed every single podcast session I've had. Uh, I mean, I remember when I was first starting and now, I mean, look where we're at. It's amazing. We have a whole podcast jam. It's amazing. I cannot wait for next semester either to, you know, trek on new journeys. All right. That will do it for us here at the BSLI pre-fight checklist. Hope you all had a wonderful time listening to the one-year anniversary of this podcast. Though we kind of didn't really talk too much about the podcast, but we probably did for 30 minutes and then went on shenanigans for the other 30. So it's like a nice, I guess, 30 minutes of BSLI, you know, history behind the podcast a little bit. There's probably no history that we've had that we talked about, but, you know, that's probably an episode for another time and down the line, down the pipeline of the BSLI pre pre-fight checklist yeah we need to come up with something shorter than that just call it pre-flight at this point i like it nice short and sweet because no one likes something that's way too long to go through but let me run pfc (laughs) but now let us go into thank our lovely faculty and staff at the ohio state university without you guys no the organization wouldn't be the same without you guiding us through the semester through this pandemic as well as educating our fantastic Rocketeers this semester. Thank you so much for all the time and effort that you put in and helping us to achieve our goals and dreams. Next, I wanna thank our alumni who support us each and every day for coming tips and tricks, getting job opportunities, internships, you name it, the alumni have been coming the backbone of this organization and getting BSLI members opportunities to advance their career. Also, I wanna thank the random people, I shouldn't say random people, the, I guess, international viewers, as well as other people in the United States who've listened to this podcast over this one year. It's been fantastic to have you along on this rocket journey and voyage into 
the deep space that we have here on this glorious podcast. And without you guys, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's different, but having you listen, knowing that's changing your day or inspiring you, I'm glad that we were able to do that for you. And last but not least, the Rocketeers, the bread and the butter, the main course. I don't know how else you would describe our Rocketeers at BSLI. Y'all are the best, the cream of the crop. You're like, even like a, a cash crop, I would say. The best of the best. I don't know how to do it, how you even describe it. I know I'm just using metaphors, but who doesn't love metaphors at this point? It seems like I could make a rap album with food about BSLI and how amazing the people we have here, you know, y'all fantastic. I know we've been through another year. We've gotten through it, you know, but y'all, y'all focused, y'all on sharp, 110% of effort. I want to thank you so much for this year, listening to the podcast, getting us to 500 plays without you guys. This is nothing. and you, We are not the same without you guys. So thank you so much and taking the time out of your semesters to be a part of this team, or even if you've been here for a very long time, we thank you for all that you've done for this organization. And that will conclude it. Oh, one last thing, vaccines are out. So make sure you go and register and get yourself that vaccine so we can have more larger numbers in person in the fall. So make sure you go and do that. But that will conclude it for us today on the BSLI pre-fight checklist. Take care everyone and go Bucks. Thank you.